0: Hello lovely podcast people, welcome to another episode of Not Another Nutrition Podcast. This episode is kind of a listener-prompted episode, and I'm going to talk to you about choosing mm, the mentality, maybe, more than the actual kind of calculation side, of choosing an appropriate calorie deficit I get questions often that are around you know how many calories should i reduce my intake by you know for fat loss how you know you know how many calories do you have to reduce this is a funny one before you start losing fat you know it's like if you spend one p has your bank account gone down by or is it the same no you've lost one pence that pence is your fat but yeah, so questions around that, you know, what percentage deficit should I use? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so I'm going to just talk about this quickly. Uh, before I do so, you may or may not know that I have officially committed to speaking at Mac Nutrition Live on the 27th of November. I have decided to take the slot of the international speaker that we unfortunately lost. And uh, yeah, I. I'm kind of 90% sure I'm gonna do something, 98.5% sure, I'm gonna do something about the update on the current evidence, the current science on rapid fat loss. And um, because I talk about it a lot on podcasts and I get so many questions, But being able to actually present it with the data, you know, being able to walk people through some of it is easier than just, you know, like a podcast. I don't know if any of you sit there with a pen and paper. I very much doubt it. So it will be an opportunity to kind of walk people through it and then also tie it up with some very practical um, things with regards to when to start, how to come out the other end of it. And uh, you know how to set it up. Uh, set it up exactly based on your starting point and goals. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, I've already started thinking about that a bit uh, because long term, I'm also in. Um, I had a chat with my staff about uh, doing a bit of an epic calculator, rapid fat loss calculator. That a, a very simple version is available after my um, uh, podcast with Steve Hall on rapid fat loss, but a much more complex version that might go along with uh, a bit more of a, what's the word? Sort of narration of events in terms of how to use it. Not just like, here's a calculator, plug your numbers in. More of a, you know, the, the mentality around it. Maybe it's something that I would give alongside the, the talk because almost certainly will film my rapid fat loss talk about nutrition live anyway um i just want to say as and not a new nu- not another nutrition podcast listener i wanted to say you're the type of people who i would love to come and hear the talks at mat nutrition live and um because again if you enjoy this stuff it's going to be a great conference we've obviously got these three amazing talks that I've already widely publicized on intuitive eating, where intuitive eating meets intentional weight loss. That's gonna be such a cool talk. And there's, I I feel like there's some really good, these kind of three talks are almost an amazing setup for my talk on rapid fat loss. I don't know if I will be the final one of the day, but um, if that is the case, a perfect setup. discussions around that discussions around intuitive eating where it properly fits into things who should be using it when how intentional weight loss when that can be a thing um then we've got the one on uh moving towards helping clients and ourselves move towards body acceptance which again just really feeds into my topic of rapid fat loss because i'm always i'm not someone who really you know i know people are going to take things out of context i know people are just going to be throw shade on stuff and hateful for no reason um uh and i don't really care but i also always want to do right by the people i who want to be helped by me and so making sure that i set them up well for the take home um information so again this like there there's this discussion around body acceptance and you know, not being in a place of self-sabotage, dieting for the right reasons, you know, quote, unquote, whatever that may be. And then also this other talk on binge eating, how we can help ourselves or our clients uh, with binge eating, not, you know, like clinical binge eating disorder, but the spectrum that is binge eating and these um, occurrences that happen from, in like a non-clinical, up to, you know, the spectrum of up to the clinical perspective uh, we've got a really cool psychotherapist talking on that and then my talk so anyway my point is in the description of this podcast I'm going to put a link and if you click that link pop your email address in I will email you a coupon code for £80 off the full price ticket which is like I don't know it's probably 40, yeah 40% off anyway we'd love to see you there um so just a little plug from that perspective but also just it's, you know you guys say such nice things about the podcast you say you love listening to me talk these other speakers are amazing it'd be cool to meet you face to face have a selfie or whatever uh, or a hug can you do that now um anyway on to this topic of choosing the appropriate calorie deficit the thing i want to say off the bat is this is why I'm so passionate and pro education because so many people are out there looking, you know, hey, you know, so and so influencer, what deficit should I use? And you know there's, there's this sort of arrogant influencer who's just like this percentage this is what I use with all my clients like bleh, sick what a ridiculous like I use this for all my clients my goodness um you know versus this is what I start off with in my head as a starting point, and maybe adapt from there. That's not so bad, but it's very different for different people. You can't just pluck a number out of the air. Which is why, you know, our layperson's course, when we launched that with the the foundation course and the weight loss bolt on, it the whole point of that is designed to empower people to be able to do this higher level thinking of. In my situation, not even just me as a human being, but my situation right now and what's come before and what's coming in the future, what is my best course of action and how can I adapt that based on, right, I'm three days in, this has happened, and what's the best course of action here, etc. You know, that place of understanding also just is going to help with uh, adherence, sticking to it. When people have high levels of things like self-efficacy, um, and perceived behavioral control, these, th- this other realm. I'm not sure if I've ever to- spoken about these on the podcast, but you know, we see better levels of adherence to programs when someone has a higher perception of being able to control the behaviors that are at hand and this self-efficacy, like if you are of that feeling, you're going to be able to see stuff through and you're going, you know, when things get tough or uh, hard sticking with it, you're not going to have this kind of lacking of confidence. Is this working? Am I doing the right thing? It just builds into this whole process. So anyway, with regards to a calorie deficit, I'm afraid if you've come to this podcast looking for an exact answer, you're not going to get one. Um, and people are asking like, what, what percentage shall I cut from the calories? And literally, this is the correct, blunt answer to that question anything from one percent to hundred percent deficit now no one's giving any time scale like okay but per day well how long do you intend to diet for how many days of diet have you got this is why having a calculator like the one I want to create allows people a bit more understanding of what's the mathematical situation of fat loss that we're discussing here and I'll give you an example. Actually, I was messing about with my own calculator, and um, so I'm doing. I'm sort of in a two days into. <laughs> What's the, uh, the, uh, change? Why can't I think of it? Change. Oh my goodness. My goodness. Complete mind blank. Anyway, you know steps to change. My why can't I think of it? I have to get Lucy to delete this bit out. Ah, yes, the readiness to change continuum so uh in this situation of i'm two days in with my readiness to change isn't quite there i'm um, starting to make a few you know if someone's taking up it running as a like readiness change or i'm I've bought the run in shoes and so i'm i'm and i'm gonna do actually a podcast on the eat as little as you can realistically maintain diet. And so in that scenario, I'm just kind of just dipping my toe in on the first couple of days. I wasn't feeling too good, been a bit busy. and um, But it's actually just a really nice stepwise way of me getting into my rapid fat loss phase of where I'm gonna be consuming anywhere from, say, 900, 1,000 to 1,600 calories. Um, but in this instance, I'm messing around with these numbers, right? And if you look at, if you take my body weight and my body fat percentage and you look at, you know, what uh, my rough, uh, well, activity levels are and these kind of things, and you look at my dieting and, and you look at what I've spoken about many, many, many times before in other podcasts is this maximum rate of availability of fatty acids for oxidation so the maximum rate that my body can go look here's you know it, it, put it in a coal uh, a coal fire analogy you've got a pile of coals you've got your fire and uh, in your train <laughs> and you're walking them back and forth. the fastest possible rate that you can get from the coal stack is it a stack the plethora of coal the bale of coal, the <laughs> pile of coal, the uh, shoal of coal. Anyway, it was just funny that I called it a stack. The stack of coal. I'm going with it. The stack of coal to my coal burner. Oh, in my steam engine. Do steam engines use coal? I think they do. Why do I do this to myself? Um, so anyway, getting it from one to the other. The maximum rate that I can get that there, if as the train I, um, it, I speed up, and we'll call this speeding up as in faster weight loss, right? If I speed the train up, I can that you know, I quick, get more coal. There's there's a rate limiting there of like just how quickly can I can get the coal there. So either and if we call the speed of the train fat loss, the the fat loss is just not going to. To speed up i can't go any faster on my steam train if i don't have the coal to heat the water to make the steam that makes the wheels go round i actually have no idea about the engineering or or process of how steam engines work so i'm just going to hope that i'm on some sort of track or track pun intended not intended uh, <clears throat> my point being is you can't just there's this rate limiting thing okay so at that point in the human body when i have no more coal i start burning other stuff my train analogy does not allow for my analogy to continue (laughs) unfortunately unless we start throwing people i mean that's extreme why have i gone there Uh, you know the coal burner starts burning itself for energy that's not bad my point being is the body starts taking from other stores of energy which is glycogen muscle glycogen which is carbohydrate or muscle protein and this is where protein and muscle loss occurs when people diet too fast and you can stave this off and my calculators you know my all singing all dancing is going to show you exactly how this is going on and how to you know uh, attenuate this loss in muscle mass reduce this loss in muscle mass or stop this loss in muscle mass true loss in muscle mass so um and in my scenario of my rapid fat loss i did the calculations and i can realistically my rate is limited at somewhere around 900 grams of fat loss a week which is nigh on a couple of pounds a week that doesn't matter if i'm on 500 calories a day a thousand calories a day 1500 calories a day uh i'm trying to think where i sit but you know that's the maximum zero calories a day there you go there's another example that's the maximum amount of fat i'm gonna lose above and beyond that any extra calorie deficit that would be required let me say let's call it 1000 calories because that makes it easier I oh, know, I can probably work it out. Yeah, 6,930. Oh, 0.9 times 7,700. Someone go do that. See if I was right. Oh, I'll tell you what, if that's right, let's do it slowly in our heads. My goodness, it is, isn't it? 6,930. That was rapid, was it not? Tell me, was it? I think it was. That was just in my head as I was talking. Bam, said the figure. Also, who was it? Um, oh, It was some MNU students. I, uh, in one of them, in new lectures, I do something like that. And I was so impressed with myself, a little bit like I was there. And they were like, well, he's delivering a lecture. Like, he's clearly learned that beforehand. I was like, do you really think I'm that sad that I I would do that to impress you? Like, I'm way more impressive than just doing one maths sum. Uh, (laughs) I mean, that would be ridiculous. I have seen this, actually, some influences, like reading off scripts, like for their podcast or for live Q and A's, reading off scripts, but but clearly trying to show that they're not reading. Uh, I find that weird. Like no nobody cares. Like no one's no one's following you because you're Einstein or you're whatever. Goodwill Hunting um, with some kind of photographic memory. Anyway, where uh, where were we? In in this instance of my point nine, right? It's six. It's a deficit of six thousand nine hundred thirty, and. So realistically, we're talking about a thousand calories a day deficit. That's what I need to do to maximally l- lose fate at fat at the maximal rate possible. Combine a few words there for me, right? So I simply cannot diet any quicker. And when I just did plug that into the calculator, I was like, "Oh man, like I've got eleven days until I want to be particularly like a bit leaner visibly." And you just think, "Oh jeez, like." At once you get to this, you know I'm starting an okay level of leadness. Things just slow down, and they have to slow down. And any trying, any trying to push the boat harder, you're just going to incur muscle loss. Whereas it's a very different scenario when you're you're starting at a much higher percentage of body fat, uh, or a higher body weight, and, and all this, that, and the other. You, the rate that you're able to Bring these fat into the fatty acids into the bloodstream is much higher when you have more fat available. There's also other things that, unfortunately, the, the research, the literature hasn't given us any insight on. So, you know, anything like caffeine, for instance, which increase in li- increases lipolysis. So, maybe we can etch out a little extra, maybe, and things like that that we just don't understand um, yet so going back to where do i put my deficit there's just no answer to this question and you need to get yourself educated let me also say this my calculator the point of the calculator is is that it's going to allow you to pick a preferential calorie intake now for someone who has done an aggressive diet maybe four times before i think i know roughly around where my hunger dissipates don't know if that's really technically the correct word to use there but disappears goes away massively reduces and there are two or three reasons that i've discussed elsewhere of why that might be but we'll focus on just the most obvious one <clears throat> which is ketosis and so when your calories go low enough we get into ketosis and but because we're also dieting fast it's not like doing a ketogenic diet like okay, the keto diet where you keep calories high and ketosis might take a bit longer and, and even actually if you look at the studies um rapid fat loss versus keto ketogenic diets that you know, the rapid fat loss diets get, do it way better. But there are there are these other reasons I've discussed elsewhere which also just might make things a little bit easier. And, so, but knowing this preferential intake, you then need to, if your preferential intake is lower, which it is for me, then you're kind of, what the calculator will tell you is the recommended, you then need to adjust things with things like refeeds, um, to like i said stave off too much muscle loss now let me just say at this point muscle loss i've said elsewhere you know muscle loss is a bit of a boogeyman bogeyman whatever it, it it doesn't happen as much as people claim oh i lost so much muscle you didn't you just had more body fat than you thought you did you thought you were more jack than you were but secondly regaining lost muscle mass is so easy in fact there's three elements to this measurement of muscle mass via a DEXA scanner will will often show muscle loss when it really isn't their muscle loss it's just reducing muscle volume through the reduction in carbohydrate which has water and you know provides part of your muscle volume muscle glycogen and it will show up as muscle loss and it's gone as soon as you add carbs back in that you know fake muscle loss but even real muscle loss we can get that back we know this like uh muscle memory from injury when you get muscle loss related to that so and and as well how many of us are realistically caring about the absolute pinnacle of our physique Uh, if you are dieting and you have a show date for a physique competition or bodybuilding competition yes it's a different question you can still use these protocols but it's a different question you're discussing there but outside of that if you're doing it for not competitive reasons you're just doing it for yourself losing a teeny bit of muscle is irrelevant and um so and as i say you can just gain it back anyway so where do you put your deficit just becomes this answer of where suits you and really do you have a good handle of what maintenance calories are for you i mean no one knows what maintenance calories are it i literally have to say this hi martin should i do maintenance calories you know this is my situation blah 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 blah, blah. should I, and i and i have to just respond what do you think maintenance calories are like what do you define as maintenance calories what are you where are you th- like give me a marker in the ground of of how that relates to this scenario because People say maintenance calories and they don't mean maintenance calories and it's annoying. In fact, that needs to be a podcast. In fact, that needs to be my next podcast. What is maintenance calories? What is or what are? Hmm. What are maintenance? What is maintenance? There you go. (laughs) So, you know, do you have a good handle on that? Where are you starting from? Are you starting from a hugely metabolically adapted standpoint? Um, You know, how nourished is your body? Like, it's a bit of a namby-pamby word, nourished, right? But just with everything we are learning about gut health, for instance, you know, this is why ketogenic diets tend to be rubbish because they last so long. Lots of people are like, oh, this is how I live now. And just the impact that has on the reduction in dietary variety and I, I said previously actually i remember ages ago i never did this Jeez, it's probably on my notepad here somewhere about dietary fiber variety and i said i'd do a podcast i really should let me like lucy you'll be editing this or whoever's ed- editing it just bring this up with me i need to do that one um but it does impact that and we know that there are super duper wide ranging effects that the gut microbiota has on us as a whole physiological organism like in terms of your mental health but also stuff related to fat loss and metabolism so it's also just a thing of like lots of people just need to flip and stop you've been doing stupid stuff for so long it's not your fault necessarily but you found my podcast and just listen now just in eat well stop being a gimp stop dieting eat well get some consistency in your life get some dietary variety in your life start eating some pulses and legumes as i try to go on and on about every time i'm asked like what one nutrition tip would you give to people and you know the final point is what's your mental state like around food what's your What's your capacity to put yourself in a position of restriction? How stretched are you mentally right now? How, do you have any real food triggers, any, even non-food triggers, but the, the food is the medication, how you're medicating, you know, based on this stress trigger or whatever it is? Do you need to go through a period that, you know, giving the game away a bit, but just intuitive eating-esque mentality of just really, really, really giving yourself un- unconditional permission to eat. I think I've spoken about that on previous podcasts, if you want to look it up. If you don't know where these things are, actually I might make a, a point of saying this, like you can go on my website, use the search function of all the podcasts, like it's h- hard to search iTunes, right? But you can go on my website and search this stuff. Are you ready to, to undertake something like this? Because it is extreme restriction. As I've said before, your perception of restriction dictates its impact. So there's no, you know, oh, I'm doing a 5% deficit, I'm doing a 40% deficit, I'm doing a 100% deficit, a fast. Oh, that's going to give people eating disorders. There's no evidence that that's the case, that the greater level of calorie restriction leads to a worsened or a, uh, yeah, worsened position with with regards to your relationship with food or uh, a worse position with regards to you know your eating becoming disordered you can give yourself or increase your risk of an eating disorder without any calorie restriction that's maybe a big statement that people need to hear a fact that people perhaps go really that doesn't sound right i'm going to sit on that i'm going to now go and think about and ponder orthorexia and how that comes about, and daily weighing and, and hyper focus on body size and image, etc. You don't need to be counting calories to end up with a dis- disordered way of eating or worse still eating disorder. So I just yeah this this podcast I just wanted to. Get to this point where like, there's no right or wrong answer. And you need to, like, take it back to your grand, you know, the grandmother analogy of, you know, oh, I've put on a bit of fat. I want to lose a little bit. I'm just going to stop eating cakes between meals. Oh, look, I've done it. Now I'm going to add the cakes back in or whatever and just maybe be a bit more mindful or, what you know, go do a few more walks. Th- simple, done. Um, like... This scenario of like, where exactly should I put my calorie deficit? There isn't an answer to that question, and if you can be consistent, you'll find your sweet spot relatively quickly. Um, and this is why it's important not to put yourself in a position where you're where you're just hating every day. I, I've said this before. If it's not like hell yes to starting a diet, then it's Sort of just a hell no. It should be an enjoyable, exciting endeavor because of the you know progress that you're gonna make, the way it's gonna take you towards goal. You're not doing you're not hating yourself into change sort of mentality. Um you know, if this is the first time you've listened to this podcast, go and listen to my earlier podcast on what foods can you eat during an aggressive fat loss phase and others that were around that time. Uh, I'm gonna leave this there. I don't think there's anything more I particularly need to cover. Make sure you click the link in, in my bio if you do wanna come to My Nutrition Live. Let me know if you have any questions, again, always relating to this. I much prefer the questions on Facebook and Instagram posts, so do it as a public comment, please, rather than my DMs. But of course, if you have bigger questions that arise from it, go on my website martin-mcdonald.com forward slash n-a-n-p for not another nutrition podcast and there's like the little form that you can just fill in for like bigger questions that i check and helps me create podcasts for you right until next time and next time will be the maintenance one what is maintenance or how do i know what my maintenance calories are um or what maintenance calories is for me hopefully enjoy that one i'll get that done hope you're well Much love.